Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 805. There's a solution to every problem. The problem is finding the solution. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in all the way from Sydney, Australia, Ben Felton. Hey, Ben, are you buckled up or should I say, do you have your helmet on and are you ready for a fun ride? Thumbs up and let's go. All right. Ben Felton's dream is to set a speed record on a motorcycle. During Speed Week on a salt lake in the outback of South Australia, he and his navigator and past MotoGP racer Kevin McGee will challenge the world record of 265.33 kilometers per hour for the fastest speed for a motorcycle ridden blindfolded. But Ben won't need to wear a blindfold because he's completely blind. He was born fully sighted and a degenerative eye disease, retinitis pigmentosa, took Ben's sight when he was in his late 20s. Deciding to make a difference for people with a disability, Ben created a charity foundation titled InsideOfDreams.org as a legacy for his motorcycle racing ventures to support people with acquired disabilities. He's currently the managing director of Blindspeed, a company he established to set land speed records and where they design and build dual-control race cars for disabled drivers. He's a former world champion with medals in rowing and cricket, and he continues to be an inspiration and encourage everyone to pursue their dreams no matter what. So, Ben, I have told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about what you're doing and, of course, your passion for riding motorcycles really fast? Hi, Mark. Uh, Hi, listeners. My my dream is to uh, set a new land speed record for the fastest speed for a motorcycle ridden blindfolded. The current record is held by Billy Baxter of England, and his record is 265.33 kilometres per hour. Mark, I've had a few goes at this record attempt now. It's a really uh, difficult challenge, but we're really close to the record, and we're currently preparing to challenge the record again coming up soon. You know, this is so exciting and so inspirational to me. And before we jump into some of the questions here, first I've got to say kudos to you for jumping on a bike and doing this. Absolutely spectacular. But could you explain to our listeners a little bit of how this works? Because I know what's going through most people's minds here. Oh, wait a minute. This gentleman's blind. He's going to get on a motorcycle over 265 kilometers per hour. How on earth does he know where he's going and he's staying on course? So what are some of the ways that uh, or devices you have to kind of help make sure that you're heading in the direction you need to head? The way I um, do this is I ride a motorcycle and I have a navigator who's directly behind me and slightly to one side. My navigator is Kevin McGee, uh, as you mentioned, the former MotoGP rider, and to have a man of his uh, experience and skill behind me. And, and he basically gives me um, calls using an analog radio. So we'd be, you know, I'm in front and uh, pretty much going down, the, going down the track and Kevin's behind me, you know, straight, straight, go, go left, left, right. When he gives me audio commands, obviously I have to react immediately. Especially when you're going fast, you're 250 kilometers an hour, you're traveling at 70 meters per second, so you can't afford to make an error. So I've got to move and adjust really quickly. And the biggest issue here, Mark, is, is trust. 
obviously, you know, writing when you can't see, I mean, um, that's a challenge within itself. But having to put my life in Kevin's hands, that's, that's the ultimate um, it's the ultimate interest. Well, yeah, but you've got a great navigator there. Kevin, what a history of MotoGP racing. And I understand he's uh, one was first Australian to win 500cc class. Is that right? He's won a um, the Spanish Grand Prix in the in the Moto in the Moto GP, but he's also uh, I guess his claim to fame here in Australia is he's the only Australian to win a 500cc race or championship race. He's won a, a uh, what they used to call a Formula One 750 World Championship. He's also won a 24-hour endurance race, and he's also won a World Superbike race. So he's the only Australian to win win a um, international class in all four events. Wow, awesome. Well, kudos to Kevin, too. Wow. What a team you two make. Well, I'm very excited to learn more about your journey. But first, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Ben, take the handlebars. Well, my dad has always said to me, uh, he said, son, uh, if there's a wheel, there's a way. And I guess I've never forgotten that. And I guess um, one of the mantras I like to think now is um, there's a solution to every problem. The problem is finding the solution. Yes, it's excellent. Well, how have you incorporated that into some of the challenges that you've put in front of yourself since you've lost your sight? My gosh, you have involved and embraced what happened to you and moved forward. It seems to be and you lost your sight when you're in your 20s. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And you're your late 40s now? That's right. Yep, 49. Okay, yeah. So you've lived in this world for quite some time. So taking those mantras in mind, how have you used those to help you meet some of the many goals that you've achieved? Coming to terms with blindness is a really challenging thing, obviously, especially when it's um, a slow, progressive thing. So I used to race bikes until I was 25 and having to give up riding and driving and give up my license you know, it had a huge impact on my life. Really traumatic and, you know, it, it, everyone's life is a journey. And I guess uh, I've been very um, lucky to have a supportive family and, um, you know, my family's always been really encouraging and, and those mantras, staying positive, you know, working through those really difficult times. You know, life is like a journey and I, I think when, we're, uh, when you're travelling through the, the, the journey of life, you know, you hit barriers in your life, and the, 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 what what's really important is your attitude, how you look at those barriers. You can either see them as stumbling blocks or stepping stones, right. and I guess I'd like to see them as a, as a stepping stone. Absolutely. Well, I know that my regular listeners know that I've had two past blind guests on the show that were involved in high-speed driving. Dan Parker, who I know that you know who he is. He's a land speed record holder for motorcycles. And Jay Blake, who's the only blind crew chief for drag racing teams. So uh, you guys uh, are such an inspiration. And I, again, I'm, I'm so fortunate to be able to talk to you today to share your story to the Cars Yow listeners. I want to go back in time. You talked about when you were a young man you race motorcycles up to the age 25 so you love cars and motorcycles and so forth so tell us a story that instigated that passion for things on wheels what was that pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy or motorcycle guy yeah well that's really interesting um ever since i was a little kid i i grew up in the blue mountains west of sydney it's a beautiful uh, regional area lots of bush and space and, and a friend of mine when i was seven years old his dad bought him a little mini bike and i sort of jumped on it and they couldn't get me off it <laughs> and and you know i just it was something i was naturally good at 
I just absolutely loved it and uh, just couldn't get enough of it. And I guess grew up as a kid, you know, got into motocross and endurance and uh, then I got into uh, road racing and, you know, something I was naturally really good at. I guess the other thing was um, when I was diagnosed with my um, eye condition and I knew the doctors told me that one day I was going to go blind, but they couldn't tell me when. So I guess for me, racing motorcycles is one way of me, I guess, having a sense of freedom and expressing my frustrations. And um, I used to I used to push things really hard. Fortunately, I haven't, uh, you know, I'm still still out there doing it now. Yeah, so I mean, it's just a passion, you know, I was kind of born with it. I was good at it. And, you know, for bikes for me was just, you know, uh, it just, it was a really good fit. Absolutely, absolutely. I remember the first time I jumped on a little motorbike or a little scooter-type bike like that with a little Briggs & Stratton motor on it, went racing down the street, and the throttle stuck wide open, and I ran right into a garage. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had a bad start. Mine wasn't as good as yours, I don't think. <laughs> I was just naturally, you know, quick at it and good balance and control, and, you know, and I kind of was able to do well at it. So, Obviously, and the fact that you're still doing it is absolutely spectacular. Well, Ben, what I want to do now, this part of our talk is I always talk about big failures or big challenges. We know what your big challenge was initially with losing your sight, but I'd love for you to kind of take us on a journey either through that or maybe through how you got involved with setting these land speed records and what kind of challenges that entailed. Kind of walk us through that and tell us how these experiences helped you gain even more momentum in achieving your goals. Awesome. So I uh, I guess um, once I gave up, uh, riding and driving, you know, handed in the license, um, had a huge impact on my life. And one of the ways that helped me was to get involved in sport, uh, particularly blind sport. And I was very lucky, uh, fortunate enough to to do pretty well at, at sport. And I uh, rode, I got selected to represent Australia at three different world rowing championships and won a, few, won a couple of gold medals with that. That was an awesome journey. Once I retired from rowing, I got uh, selected in the Australian blind cricket team. And I've played, you know, in Lords in England and I've played in Pakistan and South Africa. And I did a tour of the West Indies in 2010. And um, as we were playing the different um, Caribbean countries, we're traveling around, I, I knew that, um, you know, I didn't have the speed and agility that I once had. So at the end of the tournament, I uh, bought myself a bottle of uh, rum and guava juice and sat underneath a coconut palm on the island of Barbados. <laughs> And I sat there contemplating my future. Yeah. And the first decision I made was, well, Ben, <clears throat> you've had a great run in the game of cricket, but um, it was time for me to move on. So I decided um, that that was my first decision. And then the second thing was, well, what am I going to do now? And I thought to myself, well, you know, um, what did I want to do? What was my dream as a kid? And my dream as a kid was to race motorcycles at the highest level. And I thought, Ben, you can't do that, you idiot. You're blind. Anyway, after a couple of more rum and guava juices, I thought, you know what? I reckon, I reckon I can do this. And keeping in mind, you know, my dad used to say, Ben, when there's a will, there's a way. And I thought, you know what? So by the time, you know, by the time I, uh, the end of that day, I, I realized that this is what I was going to do. I had absolutely no idea how I was going to do it, but that was, yeah. And so there you go. And, and so, and it's been a journey of discovery and learning. And, you know, as I said, I've had a few goes at this record attempt and each time we do it, we learn new things, you know, and, and, um, we're going to get there. 
I think so. Well, you know, joking aside about the uh, courage that rum and guava juice gives you, uh, <laughs> mainly the my takeaway from this story that you've told me is, again, goes back to never giving up and just saying, you know what, what's my next challenge no matter what? How am I going to do this? How am I going to move forward? And the fact that you approach life with that outlook, use a bad pun here, is absolutely phenomenal to me. And it tells those listeners out there, if you think you can't do something, you're wrong. You can figure out a way to do it. That's my takeaway from your story. That's it, Mark. That's it. Absolutely. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share one of those aha moments with what you've been doing with your activities. I mean, you've formed foundations. You've been involved in groups and organizations and inspiring other people with disabilities. So tell us one of your many, because I think you've had a lot of aha moments, your many aha moments that has a lot of meaning for you. An aha moment for me is when I was out racing motorcycles, a lot of people with a disability used to say to me, how can you do that? And a lot of blind people who'd never ridden or driven were really amazed at what I was doing and wanted to give it a go. And I realized at a track driving day we did that um, how much excitement and how much enjoyment people who were blind who'd never ridden or ridden or driven a car before, how much enjoyment they got from it. So for me, to see these people who've never experienced what I have enjoy driving a car, I thought, you know, that's one of the reasons why I set up the charity Insight of Dreams, to one day create opportunities for people who've acquired a disability to enjoy motorsport. Uh, this is just spectacular. Man, what a guy you are. I love this. Well, how about a proudest moment in your career path? It sounds like you've had a few, but is there one that really stands out for you? Yeah, the, my first land speed record attempt, uh, Mark, and... I um, did it on an airport runway. Uh, it was really hot and windy, and I had four four runs. And on my last run, I was doing over 220 kilometres an hour. And I, my navigator said right, and I actually went left and uh, hit the gravel uh, into the dirt at 220 kilometres an hour. Got completely crossed up sideways, tank slappers, and my navigator's going then right. Ben, right. And then he said, right now. And I thought, oh, there must be something in front of me. So I let go of the brakes and the bike stood up and I got control and I dived on the rear brakes and chucked into a power slide, probably doing still 100 miles an hour in the dirt. And then I let go of the rear brakes and John, and my neighbor John at the time was going, Ben, Ben, off the brakes, off the brakes. And I let go of the rear brake and the bike stood up and I just missed a parked car. Oh my gosh. At a meter and a half. And then eventually stop, stop, stop as hard as you can, as you get. And then, um, you know, stopped in the Big cloud of dust about two meters away from a barbed wire fence. Oh, jeez. Journey of 800 meters, you know, in the gravel and dirt, completely crossed up. When I rode back, I rode back down. We have a rule in our team, and if anyone thinks that um, there's too much risk, you know, we pull the pin, there's no questions asked. And um, as I rode back to the, my brother's standing there, and he walked straight up to me, and he said, Ben, that's it, I'm pulling the pin. I said, don't worry, mate, I've already decided I'm going to do that. I, my instant response was... I failed, and I didn't get the record. But on reflection, I realised I achieved a major milestone in my life. Firstly, I was safe, and secondly, it was an awesome wild ride. Um, yeah, so I guess it was a negative experience, but it, um, it, thinking back on it now, yeah, it, it, it was just an awesome moment. You got my blood pressure going. Holy cow. 
Oh my gosh, your navigators must have been just about to lose it because they could see what was really about to happen. Thank goodness you had those guys there and thank goodness you have such quick reactions and uh, man, oh man, wow, what a wild ride. Uh, adrenaline um, here. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Just a little bit, huh? Holy cow. <laughs> my goodness. Well, let's have a little bit of fun again and go back in time. I'd love for you to talk about your first really special car or motorcycle, because I know you're a motorcycle guy, and even though this is Cars Yeah, we can call it Motorcycles Yeah today. So take us back in time to when you got that first bike that you thought was really, really cool, and tell us about a memory. Yeah, I've got a really good one. Um, and it's not my first one. Uh, when we, um, 2014 again, we were practicing, uh, on an airport runway for my lens, first land speed record attempt and we're tearing up and down the, the runway. And uh, there's quite a few spectators around who, um, you know, pulled over to watch what we're doing. Um, and, uh, that night we went to the, we're down the pub and this bloke came up to my brother and said, Oh, he said, I heard you guys out on the track. Um, he said, um, you know, I've got an Indian. And he said, um, you know, would your brother like to ride my Indian? And uh, my brother thought he was joking, you know, and said, oh, well, if you're serious, come come first thing in the morning. And my brother didn't tell me anything about that. Anyway, we're out there at 6.30 in the morning, and, and as we're preparing to do my first practice run, I heard this noise. And my brother my brother said to me, hey, Ben, what do you think that is? And I said, oh, it sounds like an Indian. And this guy, John Smith, pulled up on his motorcycle, and I went over and had a look at his 2015 Indian scout and, uh, you know, I, I, I felt his bike. I can remember seeing one as a kid because my dad always loved the Indian motorcycle. Anyway, I felt this mountain bike and, and went, wow, you know, this is a, this is an American, you know, cultural icon. Right. And he said to me, he said, would you like to ride it? I went, oh, you're kidding me. So anyway, <laughs> I said to John, I said, okay, I'd love to ride your bike on the condition that you, uh, you want to have a ride of my Suzuki Hayabusa. And, uh, <laughs> and so, um, John said, okay. So I rode his bike, did a few laps, and then uh, it was John's turn to ride my bike. And so my brother gave him my helmet. As he put the helmet on, started the bike up, put it in gear, and he flipped the visor down. He turns the bike up and said, oh, my God. He said, I'm not going to ride with this helmet. The visor's blacked out. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. To ride, a, a, ride an Indian for me, was that, that was awesome. Wow. How fun is that? Well, how about a vehicle that you owned in the past that you let go that you wish you had back? Is there one of those seller's remorse stories in your life? Well, yes. Um, I had a, uh, I owned a Suzuki, uh, 1984 Suzuki, uh, two six eleven hundred Katana. Ooh. You know, in the, uh, the late eighties, um, I set a, uh, street production class record at the down the drag strip on that bike 8.86 seconds and um yeah i i had that bike and um when i sold it i always regretted selling that bike yeah. um so yeah my old suzuki katana katana yeah oh my gosh fast bikes holy cow yeah <laughs> scary fast uh, it was a weapon of a thing. It was a handful of ride, but yeah, awesome, awesome bike. And, you know, they're a real collector's item now. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about today and this year and, and what has you really excited and fired up. I know you want to beat this land speed record. Let's talk a little bit about that, how you're planning on doing all that and when and so forth. And also a little bit more about uh, this program that you got set up that you're helping people with disabilities as well. What has you excited and fired up today? Well, we're currently we're planning our next land speed record attempt at Speed Week 
2018. We've, um, you know, got the support of, of Yamaha with a brand new R1M and that's, we've, we've been doing some practice on that and that's an awesome bike. We're uh, negotiating with a couple of television stations and we want to create a film documentary about our record attempt. So that's really exciting. That's coming together really well. I guess more importantly though, um, you know, for me doing the land speed record stuff, I'm just so blessed that I can achieve a lifelong dream and to race motorcycles again. You know, as a totally blind guy to do something like that, that's just awesome for me. But, you know, the more important thing, I guess, is the legacy, you know, and, and I want to be able to inspire and mentor other people who have acquired a disability, you know, and support them and help them achieve their own personal life goals. And, you know, inside of Dreams at the moment, we're just putting together, we're about to launch our foundation in November. We've got some really exciting exciting partnerships with some leading companies here in Australia, and uh, we're developing our first uh, series of workshops. You know, and it's about helping a person who's just had a traumatic trauma, a motorcycle accident, car accident, or just a, you know, a disability that's... Um, they've acquired and it's helping those people in, in that really difficult time come to terms with change mm-hmm. coping with change you know building resilience and through our workshops and through our mentors you know we hope to link up with these people and walk on a journey of their own life and help them through that phase and if i can inspire them a bit that's great um, but you know it's about helping those individuals develop their own life plans thinking about the future and looking at solutions on how to overcome their particular barriers and how to move forward and how to make the most out of their life. You know, for me, that's the, the real legacy, why, what I'm doing, what I'm doing. Uh, absolutely brilliant. And again, listeners, that's insight, I-N-S-I-G-H-T of dreams.org. You can go there and check out what Ben is up to and see what they're doing there. And uh, if you have the wherewithal, maybe help out a little bit too. That'd be absolutely spectacular. Now, this next question is a little bit of an introspective one, Ben. I usually ask people, if you were a car, what kind of car would you be? But I'm going to ask you if you were a motorcycle, what kind of motorcycle would you be? A fast one. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised I, at that? <laughs> I, I would love to think about into the future, right? Uh-huh. Okay. And, you know, we're going down this new world of autonomous vehicles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd love to have a car in the garage, you know, where I can just jump in the back seat and just tell you know, the uh, the car, you know, where I want to go, and it'll just drive me there. You know, or, or a motorcycle, an, an autonomous motorcycle. Oh, yes. I can ride it. Yeah. And I have control of the throttle and the brakes and, and, and the bike through my helmet gives me, you know, real live data, you know, corners and curves. And, you know, for me to have a semi-autonomous motorcycle and to have an autonomous car, you know, that's the future for me. That's that's what I that's what I can see in the future, and that's what I'd love to be. Ah, uh, you know, I love that. I love that so much. And the great thing is, it's here, and it's so close. It's so close. I mean, it's just absolutely spectacular what's happening today. So uh, I can't wait for the day that you call me up and say, "Guess what I rode today, Mark." Through town, through traffic, an autonomous motorcycle. <laughs> I'm going to be so excited for you. Ah, oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's very cool. Well, Ben, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsors. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah! And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique 
and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right. 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Okay, Ben, we are back, and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best motorcycle advice you've ever received? Know your limits. Understand your limits. <laughs> yes. You know, that's that's great. I love that. Now, if you could share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success, what would it be? Positive, the power of positive thinking. Mm, yes. And you can achieve anything. Uh, it really depends upon how hard you want to work for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, how about resources? I know there's a lot of great resources these days. And you know what I su- was surprised me when I had both Dan Parker and Jay Blake on Cars Yeah here is uh, how much their iPhones help them get around. I had no idea all the different things that these little mobile devices could do. So what are some of your favorite resources? Well, look, there's lots of um, great apps out there, navigational apps, you know, that you can use to, you know, tell you um, street or your location or you put in an address and, and you can find the place or you can look out for a particular shop. or um, So they're really cool screen reading software. But, you know, my most favourite and best resource I've got is my seeing eye dog, Orson, my little friend. He's the best. <laughs> yeah, I've seen pictures. It's Orson, right? That's Orson, yeah. Orson, yeah, yeah. He's a beautiful little pup, a uh, beautiful black dog, and uh, yeah, he's got to be a wonderful companion and helper for you as well. So I like that. Hello, Orson. Shout out to Orson. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the motorcycle or automotive field, living or deceased, who would it be? Oh, wow. There are so many legends out there. Valentino Rossi. Oh, yes. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. <laughs> I 
Oh, he's such a character, such a legend of the sport. Yeah, yeah. He's he's one guy I would like to have a few drinks with, actually. <laughs> I would love to get him on the show, too. Yeah. That's, uh... Yeah. Well, Ben, how about a book? Is there a book that you've uh, enjoyed in the past that you think our listeners would enjoy? You, do you listen to audio books? Do you use Braille books when you read? Or? Yeah, yeah, I do. There's there, Look, there's lots of great books out there, but I've just finished reading a book called um, A Sense of the World, and it was uh, about um, a James Holman. And James Holman was a blind guy in the very early 1800s, and he was known as the Blind Traveller. He was the first blind man to navigate the globe, travel around the world, and he even came to Sydney, Australia, and um, back in, you know, 1820-something or early 1820s, and the population of Australia then was about 20,000 people. Um, So to read Since the World about James James Holman's journeys around the world um, was just awesome, you know, and he was doing things as a totally blind guy. He was just, you know, right out there. Wow. Yeah. What an awesome inspirational book for sure. Yeah. So love to read material like that, reading about other people's stories, about their character, about how they did things for me is just really inspiring. And, and it makes me think how, you know, I'm just, um, you know, living my life and trying to you know, make the most out of all of my opportunities. And these guys really inspire me and give me information on how I can do it. I think you should uh, write a book someday, Ben. I think you'd be a tremendous inspiration to people and uh, put your story down into words. Uh, we're, 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 draft, we're working on drafting a book right now, actually. Ah, awesome. I love it. I'm so happy for you. I can't wait. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources Ben has been so kind to share on his show notes page at carsyeah.com slash Ben Felton, F-E-L-T-E-N is his name. There's another great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where all the past 801 guest books are listed there for quick, easy clicks to buy. Of course, they have great audio books there as well, so check it out on the Cars website. All right, we're up to the checkered flag, Ben, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. If you could have only one very cool collector car or collector motorcycle in your garage, I think we're going to stay on the motorcycle track here, but money's no object. I'm going to buy you any cool bike in the world. What would that be and why? I would want to have um, uh, probably the um, Yamaha, uh, what they call R1M, the um, Valentino Rossi's uh, Matter GP bike. Why? Um, oh. Why? Uh, 280 horsepower. <laughs> um, it's it's cool. I'd love to to ride a Matter GP bike one day. Just just to um, yeah, I just think that'd be absolutely awesome. Oh man, that would be fun. Well, I will get to work. I'll get. I'll uh, see. Where can I find one of those? I'm sure there's one of them not too far from you in the world. So I'll get to work and see if I can find you one of those bikes. That would be cool. And I would smile as big as you could imagine when I saw you jump on that thing and take off. So. I think that sounds pretty cool. Well, Ben, you've taken me on an incredibly inspirational ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. And I want to thank you for sharing your incredible journey with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you jump onto that Yamaha R1M Valentino Rossi MotoGP bike and hit off down the track? Just, um, you know, stay positive and live your dreams. Absolutely. And what's the best way for listeners to follow along with what you're doing? Uh, go to my website, www.blindspeed.com.au. There you go. Well, listeners, again, I'll put links to everything Ben has shared, including that website on his show notes page at carsyeah.com. 
slash Ben Felton. Just type Ben in the search bar. That page will pop up and you can check out what he's up to. I encourage you to follow what Ben's up to. Talk about an inspiration. And the next time you think you can't do something, think about Ben Felton and that'll change your mind. I guarantee you. Hey, Ben, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for calling in all the way from Sydney, Australia. So good to talk with you. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Cool, Mark. Cheers. Thank you. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!